What's up, everyone? Welcome to Dipped in Tone. We are back. Uh, second week in a row. Yeah, consistency. We need one of those boards, Weird. you know, that says um, days since last accident, and then we'll just cross out accident and says, you know, since missed podcast. There, and I'll put it behind me on the wall here. There's got to be a way. Oh, yeah. Like have like, like one of those uh, ads on Instagram for like your Instagram follower count ticker thing. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I remember in the very beginning, I wanted to have a days without Gibson incident. <laughs> <laughs> but it has been a minute, though. Actually, I mean, they're they're doing all right. I mean, the Theodore. Yeah. They, 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 no, it's not um, an incident, though. No. It's not a you know play authentic. That was a no. debacle. Yeah, yeah. I uh, they've been doing good, and you know what? I uh, McKinley and I have been going to Guitar Center more often than we should because it's just really close yeah, to the shop, right there. Mm-hmm. And looking at all the um, the, the Murphy Labs and everything. They look so good, and this yeah. is gonna this, this is gonna we'll circle back around to this. But anyway, how's your week been going? My week's been going great. Um, we launched pre-sales for my new video course last week, uh, yeah. so that's that's always a huge amount of work doing these video courses. It's like weeks and weeks of shooting and editing and and re-editing and reshooting and like putting the whole thing together, and then marketing it and the pre-sale is just a ton of work and so it's a huge relief whenever we get one out and then it's an even bigger relief when people you know purchase the pre-sales and people are excited about it so um yeah i'll plug my course we don't mind on the podcast here it is the fretboard fundamentals chords and rhythm course um and it's exactly what it sounds like it's a course on chords and rhythm uh guitar so if you're interested we'll have a link down below so you know i should probably get something like that because i'm notorious for just um Noodle, 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 you know. You know, it's it's there's a lot to be gained here in terms of if you're not super like up to speed on your triad shapes, if you're not super yeah. confident with being able to play chords any position anywhere on the neck or play chord progressions in any position anywhere on the neck, this is good for that. It's good for helping you um build new chords, build more expensive chords or take mm. chords that you might be just coming up with on your own and then actually deciphering them and figuring out, Oh, this is what that is, you know? Right. Um, and then some basic rhythm guitar stuff, which you don't need. You're a great rhythm well, player. But. but I mean, that's, it's, it's funny. Cause I think like once I learned, you know, basic seven, nine, like the really, cause of my hand and you know, I can't play bar chords mm-hmm. and, and all that. And, and once I started learning some of those things, um, it really opened up my rhythm playing a lot. But the thing that I struggle with is knowing like any, uh, like uh, chord progressions outside the norm. Like I can hear it. And if I sat down and said like, okay, I want to make up something like I could come up with something interesting, but like knowing like, Oh, if I do this and I go to this then I can resolve with this and it, you know, like those things are really hard for me. Um, yeah. So yeah. But, well, blah. yeah, I know a guy that just made a course. He can hook you up. <laughs> How's your week going? Uh, good. Zap Zap Rose Dower in the chat just said, need to start a GoFundMe to get Zach a new hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's man, we can hand. do that. We can get you the Anakin Skywalker special, though. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how good I'd be if I had yeah. a, a robot hand? No. Yeah. So for those that don't know, I broke my wrist when I was a little kid. And I broke both bones. And basically, to get it fixed, I'm going to demonstrate with this hand because I, I physically can't. <laughs> I can do it this way. Here we go. They would have to break... But they would have to, sorry, we couldn't break it. They would have to saw out part oh. of the bone because there was a gap and it filled in. So my whole arm is is kind of corkscrewed. And oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, you've I, told me that before, but every time you you demonstrate it, it's that's I mean, like if my hands like that, that's as much rotation as I have. That's crazy. Vertical, but like down because I have double jointed elbows. Uh, when I was a little kid, I could put my arms basically up to like here that could touch. Um, so I had a huge range of motion with my arms, uh-huh. and thank God I, I still kind of do. But anyway, bones uh, gross me out. Bones, <laughs> it's yeah, bones. like blood. Don't I, like dude, I can handle. I can handle. I can handle blood and guts and all that kind of stuff. Like that does it doesn't do anything for me. But like when I broke my collarbone, <laughs> it didn't just hurt. It was the fact that I could feel the bones like rubbing against each other inside oh, my yeah. shoulder that like really didn't do it for me. Uh, uh, zero out of ten. I don't recommend doing that um hey no no sweet tricks on your bike (laughs) yeah (laughs) need to stop shredding the gnar so hard on my uh... (laughs) addison Um, will you add a little bike to the (laughs) (laughs) does handlebars come up no Uh, yeah i god i ate shit so hard uh i'm it's time to get back on the bike though i need to then you get over it and i need to lose this 20 pounds that i put on since Mm. since crashing the bike that's just your winter weight that's your power yeah, it's my it's my reserves. It's my body's battery. That's right. <laughs> Deep storage. <laughs> um, hey, we got a big announcement, a real yes, big we one. We've uh, we've never done anything like this before. We've never announced anything like this before. Yeah, it's we- finally time. Raid Shadow Legends. No, <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, we are going live. Dipped in Tone live. And I don't mean a live stream. I mean an actual live show in person with real people at a real venue that uh, you can come and see and watch us. We're going to have some guests. Mm-hmm. We're going to dip a very well-known guitar player's rig live with some very other well-known guitar players there in person. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is all happening at Sweetwater Gear Fest, Fort Wayne, Indiana. We will have details as far as dates and everything coming very soon, probably next week. Uh, But yeah, Gear Fest, end of June. I think the dates are June 23rd through the 25th. Uh, And it's looking like we will be on that Friday there. We'll have a a whole party thing. And I believe we're also going to live stream it on my YouTube channel. That's the plan. Uh, There's some logistics that need to get worked out first, but that's the plan. Well, I thought it was going to be on Saturday. Yeah, okay. But like I said, details to come, what, dates, yeah, well, times, all that stuff. In, in, in genuine dipped-in-tone fashion, we will... We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out later. <laughs> we'll procrastinate later. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm super excited, and, and I hope... My whole hope with this, like, apart from the guests, the rig dipping, and the people there, I just want to get in a screaming argument with you in front of a crowd. That's, oh, that's yeah, all dude. I want to do. Yeah, so, that's going to be great. I don't want to hit anybody. I don't want to be hit. No. But I do no. want to have a... Serious disagreement. No, and, and knowing knowing the guests that I believe we're going to have there, they're not confirmed yet. But if uh, if the people that we know are going to be there are going to be there, the ideal situation would be to get everyone arguing with each other on stage because that would be something divide the that, room, dude. It would never happen anywhere else other than a dipped in tone live show. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, apart from that. Um, not much has been going on. We, well, we we launched the airline drive. Uh, there's one. There's one. Yep, there it right is. There. Look at it. Um, Where's mine? Uh, mine's a buried pedal shelf under a pile of things you like more. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the the first batch sold out. We sold out. Uh, it was launched on Thursday at 10 a.m. and it sold out Saturday morning. The last one sold. I got a notification, so that was cool. Uh, nice. There are a few remaining that are like my um, my safety net for the inevitable. 
hey, uh, this hasn't been delivered yet, and I live in Atlanta, and so the lost packages and, and stuff like that. Um, so we may throw some of the first batch up, but this is going to keep going. The next color will come in, in a, f- a few months' time. So if you didn't get this one, there's going to be another one. And uh, and also, I don't think I've, I think I might have mentioned this to you. So everyone should remember this is my pickup tester guitar. Yep. And I have uh, some Mythos prototype pickups in it. So this is uh, really exciting. We're dialing them in. I'm not going to say who's winding them for me because I'm not doing it because I, <laughs> I wish I had time, but I don't. And um, it's sounding sounded pretty good. I'm pretty happy with how it's sounding. So. If, you need, uh, if you need a beta tester, oh, send absolutely. them my way. Yeah, my hope uh, with this is once, once we fine-tune it, I, like we, we started with like the most – basic PAF thing. And this is in, in by no way, shape or form is going to be a clone. Like right. you know, throwback makes a clone, uh, whiz, like they make true clones. This is not that this is just my take on the classic humbucker. And I, I think we're, we're going to achieve something really cool like this. It's kind of hard. Cause I use this as like my test bed and then I compare it to my Les Paul, which I think it could have anything in it and sound good. So right. after we get them in this and try it, I'll, I'll pull them out and put them in my Les Paul, see how it sounds, and then we'll start making some. But I'm, they'll, they'll come in batches, and I'll send a few out and hopefully you know, have some cool pickups. I think it's cool that you're not doing a clone because the clone yeah. thing has been so done, and it's been done so well by companies like Throwback and yeah. Wiz and Seymour Duncan in Lawler, I mean, everyone does like the clone thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's 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 nice to have someone's take, someone who has played a lot of Les Pauls, someone who likes a specific thing. I'm here for it. Yeah, and it's 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 definitely gonna appeal to, to anybody who likes classic PAF tones. But for the 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 cork sniffers that want, you know, oh, it's got to have brass screws on the base plate, and you know, if it doesn't have this sort of wire, it's you know. Uh, like I, I understand, but that's not, that's not what I will hope to do. At least not for the price point I want to hit. Right. Um, and we're actually going to work on another set that is way different. That I, I, I think will appeal to way less people. But if you're okay. wanting something different, would be cool. I'll, 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 I'll send you information about that. All right. Privately. Okay. Anyway, a little inside baseball. Yes. Um, hey, we <laughs> haven't gotten one of those comments in a while. The, complaining uh, about yeah, complaining about how inside baseball our, our show is. Maybe we've gotten too generic. <sighs> no, I don't think so. I think we still pull, you know, showcase a little bit behind the curtain. Uh, maybe not as much as we used to, but I, that's the whole point. And, and that's the thing that, like, I one of the reasons I struggle with a lot of other gear podcasts and YouTube channels is like, what, like, why should I trust you? Why should I listen to your opinion <laughs> if you? are just some dude who likes guitars. Like a lot of people like stuff and you happen to have a camera, you know, that doesn't make you a better source, you know, mm. like I trust RJ, I trust Pete Thorne, I trust you because you guys have gigged and done it and are living in it more than in an ancillary fashion. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. I feel like that's what's, if you're coming, if you're coming to Dipped in Tone, that's what you're, you should expect to get. I think, well, first of all, thank you for, including me in the same sentence as RJ and Pete and all those guys. I'm, I'm being serious. That's, that's a, a, a that is high praise. Hmm. Um, I think it comes from the perspective of if, and when you have done this for your job, 
yeah. in some capacity, it it shifts your perspective from doing it as a hobby. And not that that there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't mean to like say that, oh, because I do it as a job, it's like I'm I'm better, my opinions are better. It's not that. It's that my perspective is different yeah. um, than someone that does it as like a weekend warrior thing or someone that does it at home or whatever. Um, and the same thing goes for RJ and Pete and Greg Cock and Tim Pierce and all the people on guitar YouTube that have done or do guitar for a living outside of YouTube. Um, it just changes things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, Philip from the 40 watt podcast says he feels attacked. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not attacking Phillip. you. I'm no, not. We, and I, honest, I, I, yeah, I had a great conversation with Philip on, on 40 watt podcast. And, uh, it's, yeah, again, it doesn't, it's not to say that like, Oh, I know more than you because I have played gigs. That's not at all. I mean, there's, yeah. there's plenty of people out there that are, you know, weekend wars and play at, and play at home that know more than me about like a ton of stuff on guitar. It's not yeah. that it's just, it's a different perspective is all. Sure. Yeah. And, we, and we're uh pretentious. We're, um, yep. what are the other words? <laughs> um, Oh God. Yeah. We've had all kinds of complaints. I've seen us talked about on the gear page. People can't stand us on the gear page. Oh really? We're both. Yeah. Cause we sniff our own farts. Is that the sort of thing? Probably. Uh, yeah. And, and you hate everything. I hate every, nothing's good oh, enough for either everything. one of us. I'm just, I'm brave enough to be <laughs> honest, you know, and do it publicly. Yeah. Yeah. So how about that gear page? <laughs> I love it. Man. <laughs> Look, I, I, oh man, there's like, enough. There's enough guitar. There's enough space for everyone out here. Yeah, and uh, we are not for everyone, and that's okay. We we do the show that we want to make. So there you go. <laughs> you know, what we should do. We should do a, a segment each week. We should start this next week where we we read a couple of comments from the previous episode. Oh, good and bad, and we'll just like respond. Yeah. Maybe we need a stinger. We'll have um, Nick and Addison at JHS put together a, a stinger for us for these different segments. Um, we did get a comment last week about someone appreciated our up up in production value. So. Oh, he's in the chat. It's Cam in the chat. Oh, Cam. He, he thanked us. So yeah, thanks, Cam. Appreciate uh, we, that. We're thanking Addison as well. He's really he, he and his wife have been uh, sorting our stuff out. They're so. so great. Yes, they're so great. Addison's such a good hang. Yes. He when I was at when I was at JHS uh, last or a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, it's the it's it, he he's no, it was over uh, Marco Polo. He, he just, we had a legitimate gear conversation, just guitar player to guitar player talking about amps. And it was kind of refreshing to just, hey, what amp should I get? And oh, yeah, yeah it's good. So, yeah, yes, that's good. This is all going to circle back, ladies and gentlemen. But oh, it's a circle. Uh, you want to get into dipping? Oh, yeah, a rig. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see this. After last week's selection, I'm excited <laughs> to see what you've picked. <laughs> I, I'm just excited to see what the gear page, the gear page has to say about us. Like, say our fucking name right, maybe. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh. oh. oh okay. All right. We, okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I didn't know what you would think on okay. this one. Okay. Okay. So this is from uh, Cameron. Uh, and he says he's an engineering student. He gigs and jams multiple times a week. Awesome. Plays alt rock, alt indie stuff, and uses a lot of space, spacey modulation sounds. Yeah. He's got a um, uh, 2008 Fender American Vintage uh, Jazzmaster with Lawler, yep. uh, Lawler Jazzmaster neck and a P90 Jazzmaster yep. in the bridge. Yep. Uh, it's got a mastery. And the blue guitar is um, 
a custom from High Spirit Guitars in San, San Diego. San uh, Diego. <laughs> has a mahogany neck, mojo tone, wide range humbuckers, and it kind of looks like it's got... Uh, I'll throw this in the in the chat. Uh, it kind of looks like it's got some sort of uh, Burns-like bridge thing. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's... I, what is that? I don't, I don't know. know. That's weird. Very, very odd, but... Uh, cool guitar and then uh his his amp he's got one of the new electro harmonics mig 50 reissues uh he also has Hell a mojo yeah. tone uh jtm 45 mojo tone 2 by 12 cab um and then his pedal board he's got there's a lot to break down on this pedal board here uh greer super hornet dynacomp uh strobo stomp the depths haunted laps haunted labs witch hammer uh okay. westwood marshall governor an Archer, uh, CH1 Boss, a Lillian, uh, MT Electronics DMT. That must be a Joe Rogan pedal. Uh, the DD7, <laughs> the Keeley Hydra, and then have the you ever new... tried DMT though? <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, the Keeley Hydra and the Line Six DL2 <laughs> Mark or DL4 Mark II. So not to be confused with the DL2 Mark IV. DL2 Mark IV, which uh, Rhett's gonna post I've about got, really yeah. soon, <laughs> and I'm gonna drop that one two hours early. Um, <laughs> Okay, all right. Let's start Uh-oh. with these guitars. <sighs> I I like this. I like this a lot. What? Okay. Uh, the Jazzmaster's cool. Okay, Jazzmaster's <laughs> cool, and I've actually been I've I've kind of been jonesing for a Jazzmaster uh, recently because I've never oh. owned a proper I'm, Jazzmaster. I want to sell proper, mine. You want to buy it? <laughs> I actually might because I I want proper Jazzmaster pickups. Okay. Um, because I've never actually owned Jazzmaster pickups. Um. This other guitar, what was the name of it again? It's a High Spirit. High Spirit? This thing's rad. This thing is rad. See, I thought you would hate it. No, this Um. thing's rad. Okay, so here's why. (sighs) That body shape works, okay? And here's why it works. Yes, the top horn is large, and it's it's pretty, you know, bold, but because the guitar is, looks like it's slightly offset from that angle, is it? Uh, Yeah, here, okay. I got their website. It's kind of a weird angle to kind of... Yeah, drop, see if I can copy and post drop this. The website. I love the pick guard, the the split pick guard, super cool. I love yeah. the wide range humbuckers. Not enough people you go for the wide wa- wide range humbuckles. <laughs> wide range humbuckles. <laughs> Christ on a bike. <laughs> uh, yeah, the wide ranges are great. Uh, that bridge is super interesting. I'd like to know more about that. Uh, the tailpiece specifically. Yeah. yeah, dude, these are cool. That's a See, cool I, color. I do like it. I do like it. Um, I sp- specifically this, chose this because I thought you would hate okay, it. Okay. I think I know why you think I would hate it because it's similar to a Frank Brothers, but this is where the Frank Brothers missed this hit the mark. See, well, the and, I, and I think it kind of reminds me of my swope. I don't know if you like the swope or not, actually. I, uh, I haven't seen a good... You've only like shown it to me in passing. I haven't seen a good shot okay. of it. So he, he, he machines the bridges and the tailpiece himself. Uh, and it very much Rad. looks like an old, uh, burns or some sort of the tailpiece looks like one of those, uh, vibrato things that they made way back yeah. when. Dude, that's rad. I've never heard of high spirit before, but that's cool. I like it. Uh, is those green, um, tuning machines, something, or is that just, I think it's just the photo. The it looks photo? like they look like normal Clusen style. Okay, it's like some weird green happening in the photo there. And for the um, record, I think this guitar is really cool as well. I just thought you would not like it. No, this is good. This okay. is good. Cam says, Man. and it's Gibson scale length. That's cool. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're in agreement here on the guitars. That's that's really well done. Great. 
Look at that. All right, now to the pedal board. Weird. Um, Hornet, props. Um, I mean, the original and OG Govna pedal, great. The Govna. The Govna. Uh, Juliana, great. The DL4, the DL2 Mark IV, I think that's what we should deem it as the... Uh, on right. The, on the, yeah, I mean, I, uh, there's not really anything here missing that I would change. What about you? Not really. I mean, like... Uh, no, I mean it's. It seems like the the only things that are. No, I don't know. I, I do mean, see. It, I do see slight redundancy with the DD seven and the DL two Mark IV. Um, mm-hmm. I think you could probably drop the DD seven and clear up some space, or drop something else in there. Um, I do, mean, does the DL four Mark two? Can you use more than one Echo at a time? Uh. You mean different, like, like delay? Can you ha- can you no. put two on at a time? Okay. Well, oh, I, I mean, can s- not at a time, no. But right. you can do the delay and reverb together. Okay. It's yeah, got I the mean, hidden reverbs. I guess it depends because the DD seven. Uh, he always oh, says he uses it one hundred percent, one hundred percent for the wet reverse delay. So that, I mean, that's a very specific sound. So if you have to have that sound, yeah. But the the go. yeah, but the the DL two Mark seven does that reverse delay thing pretty well the boss I, I, boss has a thing you know there's like there's something about yeah him. i no, i get it boss does have a thing i like boss um i don't My, know the only thing i don't like about the board is and this is being just nitpicky and I'm, I'm cameron i apologize i don't <laughs> like the pedal board itself oh the, is that the temple board i don't know it, it doesn't say it's uh, that perforated sort of thing uh i feel like i like be i like being able to hide the wires or you have the the cables made specifically to like do the routing, but then you're fixed to that. So, you know, uh, and oh, <laughs> funny story. You know, we were always uh, bitching and moaning about uh, solderless cables. Uh-huh. I, I soldered some cables the other day making a board for the showroom. It didn't work. And I was so it can mad. Happen. It can happen to the best of us. It, I I felt like an utter failure. <laughs> I mean, it is more embarrassing, obviously, that you had soldered cables that didn't go as planned. I, it's, it's, I was using the square plugs, and what it was... Uh, the I, SP400s? I, uh, the 500s. Okay. So I think it used a little larger diameter uh, cable. But the ground, uh, I, I, I mean, I was using leaded solder. I didn't use any flux, but I put it on there and soldered it down, and then they were, like, not working, and I took the cap off and just could peel the ground right off uh, it didn't want to adhere so i don't know if i need to just like scratch it with a screwdriver right. or something I, it's just it was a pain in the ass is all I, I'm trying yeah to say. but here's the deal you diagnosed the problem and, and I can you fix it. fixed it and then now you've got a pretty bulletproof patch cable oh which, yeah the, uh, the, will the be one f- the one we use for testing pedals i made I mean, we're we're down to like the brass of the cable itself, and it's working just fine. So yeah, solderless cables are inferior. They just are. I, just go with soldered cables. Just learn how to solder. Get a cheap soldering iron off of off of Amazon. It's a it's a worthy pursuit to learn and make your own cables. Make your own patch cables. Dude, guess how much these high spirit guitars are? Like that one. Like starting at. Guess okay. Yeah. Uh, all Let's right. Let me you. think. So machined bridges and tailpiece in house. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the pickups again? Were they made in house as well? No, they're wide range of some former okay. fashion. They are. 
uh, Mojo Tone Wide Range. Okay. Um, I'm going to say starting at $14.99. 1800 Dude. I think it's very that's fair. That's great. That's very, very fair. fair. Yeah, that's yeah, great. For a cool guitar made in America, a small builder doing a unique thing, hell yeah. I'm here yeah. for it. All right, uh, now the amp. The amp is the the relatively new, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if they're still making this. I know they were. It's the Electroharmonics reissue of the MiG-50, which is that old Sobtech thing yeah. that they were getting made in Russia way back when. I had a MiG-60. It ruled. Um, the MiG-50 is like Josh's, JHS, Josh's favorite amp. So yep. I've, I've heard nothing but good things about the EHX version, but let me see if there's something. I haven't played an EHX version. Um, Rick... Beato has a MIG 100H at his uh-huh. studio that we used to use on sessions all the time. And that thing rules. It's so cool. Um, I'd like to check out one of the electroharmonics ones. They're pretty affordable, right? Yeah, They're like $638.40. What a, electroharmonics and their prices are so <laughs> weird. Okay. I bet it has to do with some conversion. It's probably like a ruble or like a, a euro conversion because when mean, you when you see american prices like that it's usually an even price in another currency maybe it may be like a vat thing yeah. uh but yeah no the, i mean i i really like the old ones that, that was like the thing that in like the early 2000s when all my friends found out about because we, we couldn't afford marshalls right but these were like so cheap and yeah. then they became like this cult thing um but I, they had one at, at Eastside, and uh, I didn't get a chance to play it, but I said, does it sound like the old ones? Because they've had plenty of the old ones. And they're like, yeah, it basically sounds the same. So I think I think JHS did a shootout with one, either at a live stream or a sh- uh, show. Mm. They shot out the new ones versus the old ones. Um, and it was, as far as I could tell, sounded the same. Yeah. And then the Mojo Tone cabinets, man, Mojo Tone cabs are great. I think people awesome. sleep on the Mojo Tone stuff. Um I yeah. If you need a cabinet, get look at a Mojo Tone th- uh, cab. They do clones. They do reissues of stuff. Um, custom Tolex. Custom Tolex. Their build quality is insane. Yeah, they My, they make uh, cabinets for a lot of people, or they they were so. Yeah, I know for a, a while, and they might still be making all the uh, Magnatone cabinets and stuff. Like I think they do all the, the the carpentry for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think dude, so. Don't sleep on the Mojo Tone stuff. They're really really good. All right. <sighs> So here's the deal. I really like the guitar selection. I really like the pedal board. I think drop the DD7 and uh, maybe add another fuzz just for fun. Mm. I like I like the amp. I like the cab. I like everything about this rig. I'm going to give this 9.3 shoils. Wowzers. Yeah, I'm here for it. Nice. Yeah, I... um. I like it. I would. I, I can't agree with you. There's there's a bunch of overdrives, because uh, apparently that that one of them is a transparent drive thing, uh, and then you have the Westwood, which is like a Timmy clone, and the Governor, yep. and then the Archer. So yeah. I would I would probably replace one with a Fuzz. And for me, I would get a more a, a, a longer a wider but not as tall board and kind of spread this out so you're not. So you have a little more easy access or get a yeah, switch. Three rows is tough. Three rows yeah. is tough. A lot of tap dancing. You're probably kicking knobs a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to give this a solid 8.75. 
Yeah, really strong. On the board, I, I would recommend swapping the board out. I really like the Vertex boards that Mason and the crew are doing now, the tiered boards. Uh, Their stuff is really good. Here come the comments. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> this is more fodder for the gear page here. Um, uh, so, no, but seriously, they uh, the boards, they're really well made. They're like a bent metal, and they're made, I think, by a case company in L.A. or something. At least last that's last I heard. Or, no, I think it's the same guy that does his enclosures. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyways, they're really, the, the tiers are really nice. And so what you could do is... I think a switcher would benefit this board, especially since you've got the DL3 Mark IX on there. Um, take advantage of the MIDI capability and the presets and stuff. And it would allow you to, you know, tuck some of the pedals that you're not changing parameters on all that much, tuck them up underneath the tier, get a smaller, more compact board. Uh, and then all the stuff that you are kicking a lot, you know, tap tempos and things, your drives you're kicking on or off, whatever put them on the top tier and uh, yeah. Yeah. Put your power supply under the tier. That's, that's the move I think. Yeah. Cause you could just have the super Hornet and the switcher. Yep. Bang. Done. Cool. Neat. Great. Wonderful. Wunderbar. Ah, that's German. That look at you. Look at me. World jet traveler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so speaking Guitars. Yeah. A world traveler. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine, a friend of ours, has talked about wanting to do a, a bit of a road trip with the sole purpose of buying something cool. Uh, they've saved a lot of money. They need, they need a vacation. Okay. And they want to go, they want to find a store drive to it, spend an entire day there, leave with a piece of gear that is going to inspire them and be so exciting and enticing to look at on a stand. And my thought was, we have some, you know, there's some very obvious choices. Uh, but I was wanting to talk about favorite guitar store, favorite guitar stores and get our, our comment section to chime in on if you could go anywhere in the country. I mean, maybe, hell, anywhere in the world, I guess, if you want. But what are some of the best guitar stores you've been to, and where would you go? I mean, I have a lot. I, I've had the the privilege of traveling a lot. Yeah. And I've been to a lot of guitar stores all over the country, um, in Europe. I've been to a lot of really cool places. Um, so, I mean, I can think of like a dozen right off the top of my head that I, I want to talk about. What about yeah. you? Well, you know, I've dealt with a lot and I, and I've, um, I mean, all over the country, you know, I have dealers and, and play and I've been to some of them. Uh, but there are places I would go, even if I haven't been there yet, just because of the people that work there mm-hmm. and this sort of the relationship you can build with a store, which is kind of, it's a little beside the point, but at the same time, um, that's a huge part of buying something like uh, being at a store and dealing with the salesperson or staff that just don't want to work with you. And, and yeah. I'm not talking about giving you a deal or anything, just not one to help. Yeah. Um, I would never shop there. So, yeah. um, but yeah, well, we should start by, we should start by talking about what makes a great guitar store. Yeah. And I think the first and the most important thing are the people. Okay. 
every guitar store that I've been to that's left uh, an impression on me and you know, a lot of these I've been to multiple times because when you're in the area, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm in town. I got to go see so-and-so over at XYZ Guitars. Like, and it's always because of the people. It's the relationships that you build there. And it's it's people that are passionate about what they do and they want to help you find your next piece of gear, your next guitar, amp, pedal, whatever it is. And it, it that's the thing is it doesn't matter if you're spending $150 on an overdrive or six grand on a Murphy Lab Les Paul or a vintage amp or whatever. The people are always at good good guitar stores are always excited to help you find that thing. And yeah. they're not trying to upsell you. They're not trying to like squeeze more money out of you. It's like, okay, this person's looking for this and I have this thing that's going to make them happy. Here it is. Yeah, uh, 100%. And, and I think that's what makes a place be successful or not. You know, it's not all about your YouTube presence or your inventory solely. It's about the relationships you build with the customers because if you don't have that doesn't matter what you got hanging on the wall. You know, there's yeah. been a lot of great shops that have closed down because they just weren't ran well. Yeah. So, and I've, I've been to great shops and had bad experiences. There's, there's yeah. one, um, while I won't say where it is or what shop it is, but there's one really well-known shop that I've been to and just on multiple times I've been there, I've had terrible experiences because of the people there. And I just, well, I, I will never shop there, you know, like, and like come hell or high water, unless there's, I'm looking for a very specific thing and they happen to have that one thing. I just won't go to that shop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's such a shame. And that that's happened to us, uh, here in town for, a, there's a few small shops kind of near, uh, the, where, where we're at and we've gone to and yeah, it's like, damn, they got a lot of cool stuff, but I'll never go back. There. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's start rattling off a few. So I, I'll start. Um, and we'll just, you know, We'll just, we'll just talk about them, talk about the shops, talk about why we like them. Um, we should give some recommendations too. Like let's, let's go geographically kind of all over, at least as much as we can to give recommendations for different listeners that might be near these areas. So first one that springs to mind for me, I was just there a few weeks ago, Carmine Street Guitars mm. in New York City. Um, this is one of the vibiest, coolest guitar shops you can ever set foot in it's crazy there's stuff everywhere um you're it's kind of funny you're you're sometimes not sure like what's for sale and what's just there kind of right. as memorabilia you know um the building itself is really cool it's it their shop in the back where um rick uh kelly and and cindy hulage build their guitars was a speakeasy in the 1920s like it's it's a vibe there and again what makes that shop so cool are rick and Cindy. They are incredibly nice. They are two of the coolest builders out there. Um, they're building unique, different guitars out of wood that they salvage from old New York City buildings. Yeah. Um, it's it's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I, the, the video was really cool, and I, I was... I'm curious to see how that guitar comes together, the the one that, the body you got. And, and I, I, I want to make one recommendation, and I think this will be really cool. And this is something that... Um, I heard from G.E. Smith. So yeah. on your guitar, uh, instead of getting a normal Tele bridge, I want to see if you could bolt that pickup or screw the pickup right to the body. Oh, okay. Like an old lap steel and just use a chopped bridge. That would um, be cool. Because that would be it, – it'd be really different. And I, I don't know. G.E. Smith says it does something different to your I, I'd like to try it out. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It so, might be too deep, you know. 
There's so, lots of cool shops in New York City, you know, Rudy's. There's there's a lot of iconic shops in that town. But for me, Carmine Street is is now the place that when I'm in town, I I'll just go and see Cindy and Rick. Yeah. There's um there's a shop that uh we're looking at for this this excursion. We're trying to say, Laura, where, where would where would I go? You know, what's nearby? And I don't know if if uh because I don't think we've ever spoken about it, but have you ever looked at Wilcut guitars? Um, I think I have. Yeah. Man, so they're in Lexington, Kentucky. They their reviews online are absolutely stellar, and they have incredible stuff. And all their prices are very reasonable. I think because they're avoiding reverb. Um, and what what often happens is people will stores will post things on reverb with a, uh, an added premium to offset whatever fees right. they have to pay. And so I think that in a lot of ways from shops have caused the, uh, inflation we've yeah. seen with a lot of these, uh, these, um, these guitar prices, but they have an amazing inventory of PRS, Gibson custom fender. They've got, they've got all this stuff. Unfortunately it's, it's closed for, uh, in-store shopping right now. Um, just because of regulations in their county, but holy cats, uh, I really want to go there. And it's only like three hours from from me. Yeah, you're you're not far from them at all. So man, oh man, I yeah. want to go. Mm. Man, so sort of in that area, I'm trying to like run through my mental rolodex here. Um, not in Kentucky, but in I believe it's in Virginia. This was a shop I stumbled into a few years ago. We were on tour, and we had played in Vienna, Virginia. Um, this was with Noah Guthrie in Good Trouble a few years uh-huh. ago. And I had a guitar that I needed to get set up. And um, so I just Googled a shop, and we were near this place. And so I was like, let me just run in and see what they got. And it was called Action Music. Okay? Oh, they were the and first thing on Google I found. <laughs> dude, this is one of the coolest shops. And it's it's a special treat when you... Because we, we've all been to kind of all, all types of guitar shops. You wander in, you can tell some of them are just sort of... They might have been cool at one time, but they've right. been sort of let go or, or they're too corporate or whatever. This was just a, a diamond of a guitar shop. You walk in and they just had all kinds... There's a, there a burst in the case and they had all kinds of cool old lap steels from the 30s and... Ah. Um, the uh, the owner of the shop, who unfortunately his name is escaping me right now, was so cool, was so nice, um, and he took my guitar, he set it up, he set it up for free because he there was the the shop was slow at the time and he was, didn't have anything to do, so he just basically the nut needed to be filed down a little bit. And he he did the work for free, and um, yeah, it's one of the cooler shops I've ever set foot in. Man, yeah, they got uh, their website slow loading for me right now. That might just be this horrible internet we have. But uh, yeah, it looks like they got some incredible stuff, and again, good prices, <laughs> yeah. which is is so important. Um, the uh, I, I've seen uh, there's been a lot of recommendations for Mike and Mike's Guitar Bar in Seattle. That's where Pusheen, uh, I believe, works now. Is making videos, uh, Mike cool. Adams, and they have an incredible inventory too. But I feel like their prices are they're up there, um, which is yeah. you know, hey. It, you're, it's your shop. You set the price how you want to set it, but and, and people are buying. They're they're paying the prices, so it's like I know it, it's just weird to me. Yeah, <laughs> right, what's, what's go ahead. I, I don't I don't know. It's just like I, I see things that, and maybe this is part of me getting old 
Um, cause I don't remember, you know, how old I am sometimes cause <laughs> uh-huh. it's, I'm still in that thing. Well, the nineties was only, you know, how many, it was, Oh, it was 30 oh. years ago. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks like an incredible shop, but, um, that might be a little outside the, the realm of travel for us, but there, uh, one place that I really like is mass street music. And I'm not saying that cause it's a dealer. If they didn't carry mythos pedals, it would not matter at all because they have callings they have victoria amps they have an incredible vintage finds that they get out of like they they once had uh, like a deluxe that still had the box like a 60s Whoa. deluxe that still had the, the shipping box and it was brand new basically that's cool you know all those things like this real treasures and then you go there and it's a it's an old building everyone working there is great the the layout of the shop is cool there's a vibe and there's a comfort and and i think that's a big part of of the shopping experience too and this is going to tie into the place that i think we're ultimately going to go or he's going to go uh and i think that that is so important just feeling comfortable in a place uh even even if the staff is great if you can't sit down and enjoy yourself yeah you're not going to know if you like this guitar or whatever you're trying and again but it that just place comes awesome. down to the people man like yeah there's nothing worse than being at a shop where people are like too precious about their inventory or they're, they're vibing you and they're trying to figure out like how much money is this guy going to spend? Or like uh, you asked to play something and they're like, uh, I've, I've been told flat out before. <laughs> um, I, I had a friend who was looking for a vintage Marshall and I walked into this one shop again, well-known shop that had several vintage marshals, like full stacks. And this person like has the means and was ready to buy. And I was on the phone with them and I was like, yeah, they've got this, they've got this, they've got this. And I turned to the shop owner and I was like, Hey man, I'm on the phone. My guy in Atlanta, he's interested. Is there a way I could just like plug into one of these amps and, and check it out? I was like, Oh, they're not for sale. It's like n- none of, none of He's like, yeah, those aren't for sale. And I said, okay. Now walk into another room where they had amps same deal, vintage Marshalls, bunch of good shit. And I was like, Oh, can I check out this? He's like, that's not for sale. It's like, are you kidding me, dude? Like I'm not some, <laughs> so yeah. I just walked out and uh, anyways, that, that, that's, that's what makes it cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I've, I've been in stores where, uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if I've told this, I went to a store that was locked. It, it was like right as they opened. And so I was waiting. Um, and I went to the door at opening knocked so they were in there and they were still doing stuff and i'm like they're still getting set up they're still getting starting their day it's fine walked around for another 15 minutes went back to the door knocked staff members turned and saw me i waved and was like you know can i come in they turned around and acted like i wasn't even there <sighs> and i was there with the sole purpose of trying a um a custom shop list paul that i if i had liked it i would have bought it yeah because i wanted it yeah and they didn't even let me in the building (laughs) yeah i mean that's that's the kind of stuff you expect from like you know a guitar center or whatever um but not from like if it's a small family-owned mom-and-pop shop that's Mm -hmm. dealing in like high-end boutique stuff or vintage stuff like uh, it just drives me nuts yeah yeah um some more great recommendations emerald city guitars Uh, i actually called them to talk to them about a guitar recently that sold right after I called. It was it was one of those things where I called and was like, hey, uh, can you talk to me about this? And they're like, yeah, well, we got someone interested in it. And I was like, okay, sure you yeah. do. And then 
they called back and they're like, hey, that's actually on hold for someone else. So if we get one, another one will call you. We'll and then you I know. looked on the website and it was gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you always get that and you're like, oh, that, that's some sales tactic bullshit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but th- those guys are great. Um, I would love to go there. Uh, Thunder Road Guitars has some incredible stuff up in yeah. Seattle, and or, or they're in Portland. Um, would love to go up there. But I think this all boils down to one place. And um, no, it's not Carter Vintage Guitars. Drink. <laughs> Chicago Music Exchange. CME, a fascinating place. I love that store so much. And it's, again, not because they sell Mythos pedals for totally other reasons. <laughs> I've been there one time, and it was... You'd only f- been there that one time? The one time. And I, oh, I happened really? to be making a video. We, uh, yeah, we were there again on tour playing um, gigs, and I had a day off in Chicago. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go down to CME, and I brought my camera. This is, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the video on my channel, it's the I Found My Holy Grail Guitar and I Can't Afford It video. They had a, I think it was a 61 natural 335 with the inlays from, is the split parallelograms from a 350? 45. 345. 345, yeah. Um, They were asking big money for that guitar. But my God, it was a ringer. Do you remember how much it was then? 75,000. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, they were asking seventy-five Gs for it back in twenty nineteen. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, wow, we sold uh, a sixty-four three thirty-five. That was like, I mean, I think it was close to Clapton serial number for like yeah. fifteen grand. <laughs> yeah, and uh, again, prices have gone up, but this one was like it, it's because of, it was rare. It was yeah. basically a one-off with the inlays. It was a collector's guitar, but it happened to be just a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, shout out to, to David a over there who came down and he was a fan of my channel. So they, he took me upstairs to the vault and I got to play some really cool shit. <laughs> that, yeah. Um, I wasn't allowed to film, but it, it was, yeah, some, some iconic stuff was up there in their vault that I got to put my hands on. Um, just an amazing, it's cool to go there and just see the space that I, they've built. Absolutely. I think if, Anyone out there, if you're looking at starting a guitar store, there is your benchmark. And I'm not saying that from a business standpoint. I'm not saying that from a, uh, like, here's the inventory you have to have. Here's this or that. It's oh, yeah. The, you the can't. The vibe yeah. and, and the experience of just walking into that place, you, it feels so special. Even if it was empty, if there was no guitars on the wall and it was just the furniture, you'd be like, man, this place is cool. Is yes. Weddings here? What do you do here? You know? Yes. Okay. So this brings up an interesting point about guitar stores because this is one of the few things with online retail and everything becoming so big and brick and mortar stores closing, guitar stores and, and not just like chain stores, but I'm talking about bespoke local guitar shops. Okay. Yeah. You have to curate this sort of experience for the person there because if you, we've all, been in that position, right? Of like, okay, I've got the money, I've saved up, I found the thing, I'm going in to buy my guitar, and you walk into a shop and it's a cool vibe and the people are nice. It just adds to that experience that much more. Yeah. Um, or or you just walk into a shop and you're like, whoa, this is this is cool. Like Carmine Street. You walk into Carmine Street and you're like, holy shit, I've stepped back into like nineteen sixty-eight or something. Right. Um, and it's it just puts you in a mood and it just enriches the experience. And, you know, we're talking about dropping serious money on, on instruments and, and things that for many of us are our hobby or our passion or whatever. But um, yeah, like 
take a leaf out of some of these these shops that we're talking about out of their book because they all do a really good job of curating that sort of vibe for the customer. And it it has a de- it'll give you a deeper connection to your instrument in mm-hmm. a weird way. I mean, I think so. Like there are things that I have that I mean, I, I don't have many guitars. Re- I mean, it, like compared to a lot of people, you know, I right. have a, I have I have enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there are things that, the, apart from the instrument, there's a story there, and that's special to me, and it's something that I want to pass on to my son, and yeah. I want him to to know that experience. And it's like the, the places like that. It, it, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Wildwood guitars, which are not mm-hmm. open for the public right now. They're new space, which I don't think has even seen like uh, any public traffic yet, is so incredible, and I cannot wait for them to reopen and let people go there. Um, yeah, it it is such a cool shop, and probably going to be one of the most curated high end guitar store experiences you could you could have in in, in the states. That's cool. Um, because how it's laid out is really neat, and it's very um, – you're going to feel like you're in – like every place is, has its own world. You know, it's like there's there's Fender World. <laughs> it's That's like, cool. it's, it's like a theme park, you know? It's like yeah. it, there's different lands you go to. and um, But, yeah, like CME, I, they it, – it's, it's weird. Every time I think of going to a guitar store, it's like it, it's it's the – the light in the heavens that's guiding me, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, I'm trying to think like there's, there's a handful of other shops that I, I want to be sure to shout out because they all do a good job of the things we've talked about, you know? Sure. So in Atlanta, my, I have like my three local shops that I, I frequent, um, righteous guitars that you see on my channel all the time. So the thing that Righteous does really, really well is the customer service. Like Ben and Jeff and all those guys that work there are so incredibly good at customer service. Mm-hmm. Um, they, if you're looking for something, and, and they deal mostly in like new high-end boutique stuff and PRS stuff. So yeah. if you're looking for that, that's that's what they do. Um, but. Yeah, they they take their time. It doesn't matter if you just started playing guitar. They have customers that started playing guitar, and their first guitar, they walk into Righteous and drop eight grand on a private stock PRS. Woo! Yeah. And, and then I, they have customers that like go and spend four or five hundred dollar, four or five hundred bucks on like a Gretsch Streamliner or something. Right. But the thing is, they treat the person spending five hundred dollars and the person spending ten thousand dollars the same and they yeah. treat the $500 guitar and the $10,000 guitar the same there. So I really I really enjoy those guys. The the second shop is Atlanta Discount Music and this is like the vibey shop's been there since the 70s. Some pretty heavy hitter players that have come out of Atlanta have all worked at that shop at some point in time. And Jimmy and those guys are really informative. Um I've got a video coming out soon about my first amp and how Jimmy at Atlanta discount music essentially taught me about tube amps when I didn't know anything about them. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a cool shop because they do a lot of consignment stuff there. So you never know what you're going to see when you walk in there. I've walked in several times and been like, okay, there's not really anything cool. And then you walk in two weeks later and it's like, holy shit, this is a Mecca of vintage, right? Like blackface fenders. There's four blackface supers in right now. Yeah. Someone just like, shows up with a truck full of it. Yeah. Like that just, 
it's it's a really cool shop. And then the third one is Maple Street Guitars, where I bought my 65 SG and my 64 AC30. Yeah. Um, another family-owned shop in Buckhead. Really great people, really good service. And if you're looking for super high-end, really great acoustic stuff, that's one of the shops to check out. And apparently really great vintage stuff, even though they're not really a vintage guitar dealer. The two main pieces of vintage gear I own have both come from that shop. So, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, I think, I get. I mean, I get messages all the time about Nashville. And of course, there's so many shops. There's, you know, Carter's, Groon's, Eastside, Fanny's, which is, Fanny's is so rad. Um, uh, Rumble Seed, all the, all the places. But, you know, I feel like the places to go are, of course, Carter's yep. and, and Eastside. Um, yep. For two reasons. I think Carter's, which... I, we, hadn't, we haven't mentioned this at all. Carter's just got um, acquired. So Carter's has oh. like a little bit of new ownership from the the um, the North American Guitar Company. So uh, I've never heard of that company before. Yeah, they have like their own store uh, and they deal in mostly like really high-end acoustic stuff and oh. uh, very, you know, boutique-y things. But they, uh, you know, Walter and Christy have been in the game for a long time. And, yeah. uh, I, I'm sure that they worked out a great deal and they've been improving the website, which is funny. Cause, uh, you know, I'm, I made that website with John Roncolato, uh, 2016 and it's <laughs> <Right>. not changed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're, they're really trying to, to, to push their web presence as far as being able to buy stuff on, on the internet. But then there's also East side. And if like, if you need a pedal or if you oh, want dude. a pedal, you go to Eastside, you talk to Brandon Blair, uh, any of those dudes, they're going to let you play it. You, you can be as loud as you want. <laughs> yep. And they're going to show you how everything's, everything works because they know how everything works. Um, and had, they've got pedal brands that you can't really find. You, like, you'll walk in there and see stuff on their shelf that you're like, wait, what? What yeah. is this? It's cool. Yeah, and, the, and they're, the, it's just like, it's, I don't know if I've ever been in a more chill business. Yeah, it's yeah. very cool. So I, I just I love those guys. They're they're all like really dear to me because it's just such a fun place. And like every every time I often go there, like when I'm I'm running around town, just because they get so much weird stuff mm-hmm. uh, that you never know what you're gonna find. And uh, and they have so much fun stuff that that Blair will like keep. Like, hey, you know, look at this, and like, take me down in the basement in the repair shop, and like, you get to like rummage. It's it's like kind of going to like your your grandfather's basement. You're like, hey, yeah. what does this do? Like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. that's a stick grenade from World War II. Put that back. <laughs> yeah, that's a claymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's disarmed. But uh, uh, man, that's that's so cool. Um, yeah. See, okay, let's let's go international for a second here. Okay. Um, the first one I want to shout out is Fellowship of Acoustics in the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. This is like CME. Um, one of the most incredible just places I've been for guitar. So the building, um, I made a video about this back in 2019 as well. The building is an old mansion, I believe. I mean, it's like a <laughs> double, it looks like something you'd see in the the antebellum South. It's weird to kind right. of actually see it in the Netherlands, but um, it's this mansion. And uh, Paul Davids has actually done a bunch of video, videos there as well, if you want to see it. But you go and upstairs in these beautiful great rooms with tall ceilings and old hardwood floors and everything and the walls are covered just floor to ceiling in beautiful acoustic guitars i mean vintage stuff new stuff stuff from the 20s and the 30s like just 
all kinds of acoustics and every room is kind of a different theme. There's a room for resonators. There's a room for like dreads and OMs and stuff. And then downstairs is all their electric stuff. And they've got killer amp selection. There's like a, a 59 Cadillac, like in the middle of the, the, the floor there in the room. And what? Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. Are they, are they selling is, any pieces? I need some bumper. Parts. <laughs> yeah. You might, you might want to hit them up. <laughs> hey man, I'm looking for this taillight bezel passenger side. Good job. Um, but see, so, yeah, Fellowship of Acoustics. And again, the people there are super nice. Um, they've got a vault, <laughs> like CME. They've got a vault that is is usually cool, uh, full of some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, of course, there's Denmark Street. Uh, yeah, Denmark Street, which is changing, sadly. Yeah. Um, it, you know, Macari's is, is one that unfortunately is not there anymore that I was fortunate enough to be able to go to and talk to Anthony Macari and buy a pedal. And this goes back to what we were talking about being able to go to the place and talk to the people and buy a thing from that place. I'm so attached to my Mark one tone bender, right? Because I bought it from Anthony McCarry and it was, there's a whole story behind it. And this, I, I now, now knowing that that shop is closed and has turned into probably some, you know, a, a fucking Chipotle or something. It's like, <laughs> dear God. <laughs> I, yeah. It's like, okay, I bought this pedal from the place. Yeah, that's not there anymore. Like you can't go there anymore and buy this thing. No, they're still around. Thankfully, Macari's is still around. They're just not in London anymore. But yeah, they're, um, they're still making pedals, right? Yeah, Sola Sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Check them out, dude. They do some cool fuzzes. Yeah, that was the only place we got to go to on Denmark Street when I went to London. I went, of course, went to Anderton's, um, which right. was really cool and a great shop. Um, but uh, made it to Macari's, and and I just imagine that throughout time. It was laid out. It's so cramped and tight, but I imagine it was laid out exactly the same, just with older guitars. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, that's the vibe so you get cool. on Denmark streets. Like you walk through all these shops, and there's modern gear and stuff on the on the walls. But the the shop itself, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, this is where all the guys like, this is where they did all their shopping back in the '60s. Like this right. was it. Yeah, these, that- w- what these walls have seen, you know. Man, yeah, it's crazy. And like, there's there's one place that I was uh, I was so sad that I didn't get to go to, um, the uh, oh, now the name escapes me. It's a place in New York. It's across from the original um, uh, Sam Ash. Was it Rudy's? No, Rudy's. they're still there. Are they still? Yeah, there? Rudy's is still there. What was the guitar what? player where like Hendrix and Clapton and like, oh, David oh, oh, Gilmore? Oh. The the sign for it is in um, Manny's. Manny's. Yeah, I. My my only time ever being in New York City, I wanted to do two things. I wanted to see the Ghostbuster Fire Hall, of course. Okay, yeah. And I wanted to go to Manny's. And guess what? Two things I did not get to do. <laughs> go to the Ghostbuster Fire Hall and go to Manny's. Yeah. You've only been to New York once. Uh huh. Yep. Dude, you you and you and Morgan should go for a weekend. I know. What are we gonna do with a kid? <laughs> Bring him. He'll be yeah. like, oh, there's so many people. Yeah. The, he might be a little young for New York. Yeah. Um, but no, it's great. Great weekend trip. Yeah, I I, I want to go back, uh, but but yeah, like it's it's just that it is a shame. That was one of the one places I wanted to go. Dude, and, me, you know. Tilly, and I should take you and Morgan to New York for a weekend, yeah. and we'll a have weekend. a jollyment. Yeah, Sweet. a weekend. That's because that's all you need. For, like, because you can oh. get up there whenever you want. Two days in New York is great. Get in, get out. It's awesome. All right, um, let's see. I had another. Uh, oh yeah, it was Macari's that I want to talk about. Yeah, of course. Um. Any other international? Oh wait, I I went to Long Island once. Does that count? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I did not. I'm too. There's a, there's a lot. This the traffic, and and 
and uh, the the way the roads are laid out and yeah. and just like I don't know I, I I'm uh, I'm just a grump you know and, and like, <laughs> like when you're talking about um, uh, fellowship of acoustics I, have you seen those progressive commercials where it's talking about you turning into your parents yeah. Like, absolutely. Like, when's my, if I walked into a place like that, I'd be like, man, I wonder how much their insurance premium is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've never thought that ever about a single place I've ever oh, walked I'm into. I'm such an old man. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you everything. are. Jesus yeah, I, I, my, my, my mom said I was, I was born an adult. Because even when I was, like, five, when we go on road trips, they say, okay, is everybody buckled up? Do we have enough gas? Do you have a map? Do you know where we're going? <laughs> Are there snacks? Like I was like, and dude. I, if, I think if they weren't buckled up, I was like tapping my mom and dad, like, "Yo, lap hey, belts." <laughs> kid needs to get his shit together. I, I think there is something to that whole like old soul thing. Like yeah. you've you've probably lived a lot more lifetimes than I have, uh, <laughs> maybe. And that's that's probably it. Um, man, yeah. So there's so many other guitar shops to talk about. I mean, there's Norms, obviously. There's yeah. there's really cool places to go and see. Um, but yeah. I, I think in the comments, everyone, just drop the places uh, that that you would want to go or you recommend. Um, and by the way, let's just say all these shops, if you've ever been there and you've not gone to their Google page and left them a review, that is so crucial to helping their business. Uh, it's like to do all the places, Google, Facebook, any Yelp. Um, one good review for a, a store can make such a world of difference because Steve at Wildwood told me one thing that I'll never forget when I, when it was regarding, uh, working at Carter and like, you know, talking to Walter and (laughs) Christy, Walter and Christy, it said, everybody who shops locally shops online first. And if someone sees that review that can make, you know, a store's month. I mean, it happened to us, you know, it's, it's not a guitar story, but we bought our RV from a dealership that turned out to be, you know, buying an RV is like buying a car and we all know what car dealerships are like. And this yeah. dealership we found was the exact opposite of that. It, it, it was like the greatest experience ever. And we found them because of good reviews. Yeah. And, and that's, it's so, it's so important. And it seems like such a tri- like trivial thing, but man, like, the, and, and, and two, if you support a brand or a business or, you know, an establishment, being them seeing that is such a mood booster. It's yep. like every time I get a, an email and say, hey, this pedal rules and it's making me go different places and it's giving me new sounds. It's like anytime I get down on myself or, or think, you know, God, is this really what I want to do? Those things lift my spirits. And I'm sure it's the same for you, you know, getting emails yeah. and messages and comments and stuff. It is. Um yeah, it, it really is. And and you should know, like on our end, we do see all the emails, we do see all the comments. And yeah. even though we can't respond to all of them, uh, it does help sending yeah. sending positive messages and, and messages of encouragement or how our work has impacted you in a positive way. It it genuinely does um, make it feel worth it because it's hard sometimes. We've talked about it before, but when you're in our line of work, um, or my line of work, it it's really hard to just not get lost in the fact I'm sitting in a bedroom and I'm just looking at a camera and looking at numbers all day, basically. Yeah. Um, it's easy to forget that there's real people behind that stuff. So sure. Well, yeah. I think I think we've we've we're gonna strike up some good conversations in the comments section. 
Yeah, let's get ready for our shill of the week here. I need to grab oh. mine. I, uh, <laughs> I, hold on. All right, let me grab mine. I know what I'm going to get. All right, and we're back. Okay, so shill of the week. By the way, if you're new here, this is something that we do. We haven't we haven't talked about this in a while. So the end of every episode, the shill of the week is a thing, a piece of gear, a tool. Maybe it's not even music related, but it's something that we really love that we feel like we want to talk about on the podcast. Sometimes it's things that we bought. Sometimes it's things that were given to us. It doesn't matter if we bought it with our own hard-earned money if it was, or if it was given to us. It's a shill because we're right. shilling it, and we're all shills here. So Aha. there you go. Take that, gear page. Take that gear, gear page. Gear page. Gear pudge. <laughs> oh, damn, this one's gonna get gonna get a lot of views in a really bad way. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, you gonna go first? Yeah. So I got I, I grabbed something off the shelf, and then I realized that's kind of stupid. But this, we all know this, right? Oh God, yeah. I think this is one of the most important microphones you could ever own. This is an SM57. But I did something to this that I don't know if you've ever done. Transform mod transformer mod yeah um basically if you have a 50 if you have more than 157 you want to mix it up and make it kind of sound a little bit more like this big guy yep the sm7b you can unscrew i'm not going to do it because i'm afraid the wires will break you can unscrew this handle here yep clip the wires uh it requires a little soldering a little patience and you can uh how i did it i went and bought a pan at goodwill that was like i don't know a quarter Poured a lot of boiling water in that. You put this in there, all the glue melts. You pull out the transformer. You rewire the mic to the XLR jack. And then uh, you have a really cool mod for an SM57 that makes it sound a little sweeter. Yeah, it's a cool mod to do. It's pretty easy. Or you can buy yeah. them modded. You know, yeah. they're still cheap. Like, they're not, cra- you know, you're not going to go spend 500 bucks on a 57. Um, no. And they're still bulletproof. Yeah. Arguably more bulletproof because you've made it simpler. As long as you did the mod correctly. Yeah, the only thing, I think the, the, the transformer might protect it from phantom power uh, if you accidentally yeah. run phantom power to it. And if you ran it to this, it would probably blow up the capsule. <laughs> yeah, so um, don't treat it like a, so treat it like a ribbon, basically. Yeah, but it is, uh, it's a really good mod. It's really great for uh, guitar amps, I, I've found. And snare drums. Uh, yes, anything yeah. loud, because it'll, it'll drop the output considerably, but it really, it yeah. really does make a, a big difference. Yeah, I love that. Look at you doing some doing some recording type stuff. Yeah, that was yeah yeah. Uh, nice. All right, so mine is this uh, revolutionary new pedal from JHS this week. The uh, <laughs> voice tech. No, I'm just kidding, um, dude. The number of people that thought this. My grandfather thought this was real. Okay, I th- I thought you were gonna have a, a like a. Got him or something at the Dude, no. Got him. We just I I didn't think we needed it. I thought like okay. I by halfway through the video, I figured most people would would have gotten. And I think most people did. Yeah. Um, but judging on my comment section, <laughs> I sent you a few. <laughs> yeah. A well, few of was, the comments. It was gold. It was gold. I posted a few on my Instagram that were really funny, but I held a few back that were like. There was one person in particular that was like genuinely angry. <laughs> and they were they let me know in a very long comment that they would never watch my channel again and they would never buy a JHS pedal again because uh, we duped them in this I'm video. S- I'm so me that if I had the ability to do this, I would specifically target ads to that person. <laughs> and I would do it for like a year straight and spend as much money as... <laughs> as possible to bother them oh my god i'm just not that petty i i think 
I, <laughs> I was like, I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, it was a great video. It was so well done. I watched it while I was washing dishes. <laughs> that's where I watch yeah. most of uh, If anyone here is still confused, the voice tech is not real. That's a, uh, that's an April Fool's joke. What it really is is a rebranded. Uh, this is actually, I think, now the rarest JHS pedal in existence. There's only five of them, and this is the Hero pedal with the Neve knobs. They could only find these uh, knobs for one pedal, so I have the rarest JHS pedal ever made. It's just a clover. Yeah. And it's a fully functional clover, actually. So, great. <sighs> <sighs> that's not my shill of the week. This is my shill of the week. Oh, that's a... Dromer Super Fuzz. So this is a Super Fuzz clone built by a uh, person in New York City. I bought this. Uh, d- wait, did I show this last week? I can't remember. Mm-mm, no. Okay. Um, these are sick. It's a really cool Super Fuzz clone. And um, when when you say you hand built, this thing is li- like he's he's bending the enclosures by hand on his like kitchen table. I think. Well, he's got like a metal break. I. <laughs> I guess, or maybe he's just bending it over the edge of his table. I don't know. Like, <laughs> no it's, way. <laughs> it's funny because it's they're sharp. Like, the, oh yeah, <laughs> the you gotta take a file of that stuff. Yeah, you really should file that down. Um, but it sounds really good. I, I dig it. Um, and they're they're pretty affordable now. We, he did sell out of his stock from the live stream a couple weeks ago, but uh-huh. um, he should yeah. be getting more pretty soon. So yeah, I uh, it sound. I saw. I watched you on a live stream and you were playing, and it sounded really good. It was, it's cool. Um, it's really cool. Yes, yeah, and I think I really appreciate that aesthetic. The fact that it it legit looks old. It looks old. Yeah, it looks yeah. old. It looks like something you found at a shop that they just never sold, which is neat. Yeah, it's Very it's neat. rad. So if you're into fuzz, it's like me. You want something unique. It's a it's a super fuzz. So it's not a, a completely original circuit, but this one does. It's a little different than like an OG super fuzz. It's not quite the same. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. I'm into it. Someone says they think it's the same shill. Double shill. Is it? Did I did I double shill? I don't. Man, I, the fact that we did the last podcast on a Monday and then we had like the whole week, it it completely. It Hold seems, on. Someone someone seems tell me like if a month. Is a, is this a double shill? Because if this is, then we're going to have to edit that out and I'm going to have to do a second one here. No, you just do your voice tech. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's fine. You know, this is fun. We're having fun. We're having uh, fun. And that's uh, it. That's all it's about. Okay. Well, there we go. If it's a you double know. shill, I'm sorry. You know what? Did you I end up buying that box of war? Or not? The, the Death by Audio pedal, the yeah. spray painted one? You mm-hmm. know what's funny? Is you said, oh, it's a spray painted one. When I went to Guitar Center... There was one there. Oh, did you buy it? No. Oh, how much was it? I don't know. Normal price. What it is the like, normal it price? It was new. Yeah. So was this one. It was like one sixty five. Someone says I, you you didn't do that fuzz last week. Oh my uh, god, John I'm so Wilson confused. Said that, so we'll see. The oh comment god. section will tell us. I'm gonna lose sleep fine. over this. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe. Be sure to follow us and uh, subscribe to our Patreon down below. We have a website. Now, Wait, it's coming. Right? I'm working. Oh, it's not up. Okay, All right. <laughs> but well, I'm working on it. And and uh, there's gonna be a link in the description. You can go to our um, our podcast host and leave us a voicemail. Oh yeah, forgot which those. we can gonna... we can put on the show. We can play it and uh, you know keep the profanity right. to a minimum. 
to I mean, not, we're not going to say no profanity because we cuss yeah. on the show. But yeah, just, just don't, to Matthew Timmons on Novo Show, like, just not that much. <laughs> yeah, keep it. Let's keep it PG thirteen. You get one yes. fuck per voicemail, yeah. and <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Okay. Um, I should have I should have plugged that at the beginning of the episode. I forgot, so we'll put it in a pinned comment. Uh, like, leave us yeah. a voicemail, and <laughs> we'll watch the uh, the chaos unfold. I hope so. All right, everyone. We will see you all next week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.